In this episode, I talk a lot about some personal stuff, and then also Michael Penn and the Decemberists. That's the episode. I'm your host, Derek Brink, and you are listening to Empty Checking. Hey there, Checkmates. It's your old Uncle Derek coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri on a day where the weather might have been anything. I've been a little bit distracted. Sorry to all of you who ca- who who only come here for the weather report. Uh, I don't... Uh, I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure that I went outside today. It's, uh, it's, been, it's been a little bit weird here over the past week. Uh, I hope you're doing okay wherever you are. I'm doing um I'm I'm here is how I'm doing. Uh it's been it's been an emotional week for me there, checkmates. I'll be honest with you. It's been an it's been an emotional week for your old Uncle Derek. Um We'll get into that. But it's it's just been kind of a a week of many, many emotions. But I, I hope wherever you are you're okay. Uh, I, I'm fine. I mean, I'm fine. You know, I, I, I could go into like all these woe is me nonsense, what they call first world problems, but I live in the first world, so we just call them problems here. Uh, I could get into all of that, but I, I, and I'm going to get into some of that, I guess, but I, I, I'm doing okay. You know, my power's on. My bills are paid, my cats are alright, I'm breathing in and out. Sometimes that's the best you can ask for, you know? And right now that's about the best I can ask for, and it's, uh, it's happening. Um, let's get the, let's get the, the stuff out of the way at the, at the top of the show before we get too deep into it. If you like the show, which, by the way, this might not be the best first episode... For you to <laughs> for you to be hearing. So if this is your first one, maybe to l- listen to the one before, maybe listen to the one that comes after this. Uh, check out a Fab Fifteen episode; those are a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, if you like the show and you want to see pictures and read more stuff, there's a companion blog over at emptychecking.blogspot.com. The show itself is hosted at emptychecking.podbean.com. We're available on all of the podcast apps that you could possibly want us to be on, including the one that you're listening to it on now, unless anybody's changed their rules and I don't know about it. If we're not on your app of choice, please let me know and I will get it there. If you want to know more about me and who wouldn't, go on over to DerekBrink.com. Plenty of stuff to click on there, mostly revolving around my musical career. And speaking of my musical career, if you like the music that you hear throughout the show please go on over to derekbrink.bandcamp.com and you can download all of my music for absolutely free. All you do is enter zero as your purchase price and then click a link that they kind of try to hide from you a little bit. That's not by design on my end. That's a Bandcamp thing. But uh, click on that and you can get it for free. I don't collect your email address. I won't even know that you took it. I would just love it 
if you loved it. And if you want to email me and talk about anything I say on the show or offer ideas of stuff that I should talk about on the show, etc., etc., please feel free to do so at my initials, db at derekbrink.com. I reply to everybody who isn't mean to me in their email. Uh, one of the things I've actually gotten, some of the feedback I've gotten, both in person and via email, is uh, people are asking for merch. People are asking for t-shirts and stuff and stickers and whatnot. So I'm, I'm kind of kicking that around. Uh, if you have any merch ideas, please let me know. Uh, one of the people uh, who has you know, suggested that I should do merch had specific phrases from episodes that they've listened to in mind. And, uh, uh, that's great because I, I don't know what I say that, that, uh, that sticks in anybody's brain. Uh, I, I, I don't know what the catchphrases of the show are other than the stuff that I repeat all the time. I don't know what, like, yeah, I don't know what people zero in on is, oh, that, that was a funny thing to say, or that was a memorable thing to say. If you have something that you want to see on a t-shirt or a sticker or a coffee mug, uh, let me know. I'm looking into options to start doing merch. There's some really... Uh, I've got some great ideas for some Fab 15 merch. That's going to be fun. We're going to do a Fab 15 episode here soon. Uh, we're working toward... Uh, we're going to be recording that this week, I think, actually, as I record this. Uh, we're going to be doing the Fab 15 Disney Pixar movies. That's probably actually the next episode you're going to hear, unless things go a little bit sideways. Uh, we have to reschedule, or I get uh, overworked and can't edit it, or something. Uh, that's probably what you, what you'll hear next. I'm looking forward to that. There's some good potential Fab 15 merch out there. Like for some reason, I'm able to disconnect my brain from that version of the show well enough to come up with merch ideas. Uh, but for the actual empty checking show, I'm 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 a little lost. <laughs> and and if you know what you want other than the empty checking logo on like a shirt. Uh, let me know, and I'll I'll be glad to I'll be glad to make whatever anybody wants. I, I I you know whatever whatever you want to wear, I want you to wear, and I want to make money off of it. So uh, just <laughs> just let me know what you think would be cool, and I'll get on that. So yeah, that's maybe one of the things that you could email me about is uh, is your merch ideas. Um, I've talked about this being an emotional week. Uh. One of the lesser things that's weighing on me, one of the things that I can just kind of misplace my anger about and just talk about on the show is uh, that I got a new phone. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm also losing my voice. I, uh, uh, no reason, I'm not sick. I just, I, I blew out my voice. I actually blew out my voice yelling at the cats. Uh, not like... I, you know, you yell at your pets sometimes, and it's always stupid, and you always feel bad about it, and you always feel like an idiot, and you, ten seconds after I yell at my boys, I then pick them up and say, you're, I'm sorry, you're such a good boy, I, I love you so much, you know. But I, I, I blew up my, my throat a little bit, yelling at the cats for knocking a thing over and making a mess. And I'm like, son of a bitch, you know. <laughs> like, Why would you? You know, <laughs> like, just... You know, uh, enough to make them kind of leave the room, but not enough to traumatize them or, or really upset them. But I, I did hurt my throat. Uh, it doesn't take a lot to hurt my throat these days. Ever since I had COVID, my throat has never fully recovered. COVID did irreparable damage to my vocal cords and to my throat. 
Uh, so it's not hard for me to lose my voice these days. I probably yelled at the cats for all of five seconds, and my voice is a little bit shaky. What uh, was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, the thing that is a, a minor thing in the grand scheme of it. I got a new phone. Uh, I haven't gotten a phone since the Samsung Galaxy S10. They are now on the S23. You might think that that means that there have been 13 iterations of the phone since the S10. That is not correct. After the S10, they changed their numbering system and moved to numbering it after the year. The S10 came out in 2019. We are now in 2023. It is the S23. So they, uh, they make you think that your phone is massively out of date if you've got an S10, but you're really only a few models behind, and frankly, now that I've got the S23, keep your S10. You're not missing anything. The camera is better. That's all I can say for it. Everything else about the S23 has felt like a massive downgrade. First of all, I didn't love the customer experience in my particular Verizon store. Uh, Verizon reps look into the Florissant, Missouri location on Lindbergh. Uh, unprofessional. You could tell it was kind of a toxic environment where uh, the f four or five people that came in, two of them seemed to like each other, and the rest of them seemed to just kind of not. Uh, one of them, I didn't appreciate his demeanor. He was coming over and picking up my phone and looking at it and, you know, and rudely interrupting conversations and talking about a car that he was trying to buy as though that has anything to do, to do with the transaction that's happening. The uh, gentleman that was serving me was an okay guy, but got very wrapped up in a conversation about the Super Bowl, which had been over for almost a week at that point. Got, got very involved in arguing with one of his co-workers about the Super Bowl and trying to make a point and involving myself and my father, who was with me because we're on a family plan, uh, involving us in that, to the point where I asked him a direct fucking question about the phone, and he didn't know how to answer it, and he made something up, and he was wrong. Because the thing that I asked him was, hey, is there an SD card on this phone? Because I need an SD card on my phone. That's, that's important to me. And he said, yeah, yeah, there's an SD card on the phone. There's not an SD card on the phone. I got a phone that has 128 gigs of memory, 50% of which is taken up right now just by the apps that are on the phone. 50% of it's gone. Uh, the SD card that I had in my previous phone was 256 megabytes, and I had all of my music on that. If I were to put all of my music on this phone, there would be nothing left on the phone. In fact, I wouldn't be able to fit all the music on the phone. I need the SD card. I need the extra memory for the music. He told me there was a space for an SD card. He made that up, he lied, and he sold the phone. Uh, Verizon store on Lindbergh in Florissant, Missouri. Uh, that's, uh, so that's already a problem. Uh, other problems with the phone. There's not, a, there's not a headphone jack. That seems to be commonplace on smartphones these days. Apparently they want you to use Bluetooth headphones, uh, which are not safe for your ears. The way the Bluetooth headphones are desi designed and the way that many earbuds are designed now, you have to cram them physically into your ear canal, which, by the way, even Q-tips have a thing on the box that says, don't fucking do that! 
Don't insert shit directly into your ear canal. And that's what we've just accepted that headphones are now. Uh, I don't like that, and I don't want to use that, and I'm never going to be able to use headphones to listen to anything on this phone again. So goodbye listening to podcasts or music at work at my office to uh, help me drown out other sound and keep focused. Can't do that anymore with the Samsung Galaxy S23 sold to me by the Verizon store at uh, uh, on Lindbergh in Florissant. Um, it's, uh, it's a massive downgrade. It's not enough storage. They didn't give me other options for storage. I've found out since that you can have up to 512 megabytes of storage on this phone. They sold me the 128. 512 would have been fine. Could have made that work. They sold me the 128. They didn't even tell me that there were other options. I need storage on my phone. I take a lot of, a lot of pictures. I've got a lot of music. And I don't have room for either on this thing. And I thought about, maybe I can just get an MP3 player. Maybe I can just get an MP3 player and that's what I'll use in my car. Problem there is I do a lot of stuff where I need driving directions. I need Google Maps to talk to me and to come through my speakers and interrupt the music that I'm listening to. Uh, if I'm running an MP3 player, my phone isn't going to do that. It's, I mean, it'll do that on the phone, but it won't come through the speakers and I'm going to miss every turn. I'm not going to get the driving directions. The Samsung Galaxy S23 is in every way a downgrade from the S10, as far as I'm concerned, anyway. It's also very difficult to get your ringtones set up. There are other things about it I just don't like. I had to mess around with some of the apps. I've got a few apps that are on here for work, because I work remotely a lot of the time. And uh, I had to go out of my way to get those to work. Um, there's just a lot I don't like about the phone. A lot I don't like about the phone. I feel... I feel ripped off. I feel ripped off. And I don't like that feeling. No one likes that feeling. I'm not telling you anything that you haven't experienced with something. But I'm experiencing that right now with my new phone that has, again, a good camera... The photos that I post on my Facebook for Feline Friday, I do that, by the way. I post pictures of my cats every Friday for Feline Friday. Hashtag Feline Friday because I brought them home on a Friday. I brought the two best boys home on a Friday. So every Friday I post pictures of them. Uh, the pictures are going to look nice. But everything else about the phone is terrible. It's a massive, massive downgrade. Massive downgrade. Just just not having an SD card alone is a gigantic downgrade. Next time I need to go to Google, probably, for one of their phones. I think they still have SD cards. I need to go to some company that has SD cards. Samsung is dead to me after this phone. I'm disappointed that I have to live with this phone for the next several years. I don't know even how I'm going to do that. Because I can't drive around listening to my music anymore. I can't li drive around listening to the music that I want to listen to anymore because this phone is bullshit. I got ripped off. Ripped off. Absolutely ripped. Like, I got handed archaic technology that's pretending to be new. I'm so pissed off at this phone. I don't want this phone. I'm tempted 
to break this phone and go in, tell them it was an accident, and ask for a Google Pixel. I'm tempted to do that. I'm not dishonest. I'm not going to do that. But honestly, if this falls out of my phone and the screen shatters, oh boy, that's great. I've got insurance on it. I got the insurance. If it just happens to break, ah, ah, that's going to feel so good. I can go in and get a different phone that actually fucking meets my needs because Samsung doesn't do it anymore. And by the way, when the guy at the Verizon store, after it was sold to me, was confronted with the question of, what can I do? I need more storage. What can I do? He recommended Verizon. You might want to pay attention. He recommended uh, getting third-party unlicensed uh, technology that I can plug into the charging port that would allow me to read an SD card through my charging port uh, and will stick out of my phone by a full inch all of the time, uh, which is not... that That's not tenable, if tenable is the word I want here, and I'm not sure that it is. Uh, that, that's, that's, not, that, that, that's, not a, that's not a winning proposition, to have something just hanging out of the phone all of the time. Uh, he said I can do that. I can buy non-licensed software that they are not allowed to sell at the Verizon store. He flat out said, we don't sell them here. You know why? Because you're not supposed to use them. They're not made for the phone. They're not made by the company that makes the phone. They are in violation of the warranty of the phone. That's why you don't sell them there. Uh, a Verizon employee at the Verizon store in Florissant on Lindbergh uh, told me that I should get third-party technology to expand the memory on my phone, and uh, that third-party technology would be intrusive to the way that my phone works and would not uh, work aesthetically or functionally in the phone in a way that I could put it in my pocket anymore. Uh, so that's what the Verizon store in Florissant on Lindbergh, next to the mattress firm, uh, across from like where the Barnes and Noble used to be and where the Home Depot is, uh, that's uh, uh, at the intersection of Lindbergh and, and Halls Ferry. That's what that store is like. That's who's employed there. People who recommend buying uh, hardware that is not meant to be compatible with your phone to fix a problem that they failed to tell you about when they were directly asked because they were talking about the fucking Super Bowl. That's a small thing that is uh, uh, under my skin right now. That's where my misdirected anger is going. Although I think I've got some valid points in there and some valid concerns. Uh, that's, uh, that's a thing that's going on. Um, another thing that's going on... Um, I'm working on moving a piano. I don't want to say too much about that until it's here, but I'm working on moving a piano. Uh, one is coming into my life that I'm excited about. I got rid of my old piano. It actually went to my brother Dave. Maybe we'll talk about that when we record the Fab 15. Uh, we, uh, uh, I'm getting a new piano in the house. Actually, new, uh, an old piano, but it's new to me. Uh, and it means a lot to me to have it here. It's been difficult. It's been a difficult process. Just finding someone to move it, because it's in a different state, just finding someone to move it has been problematic and costly enough. Uh, if it was just that, it would be enough. It would be enough of a problem. It would be enough of a headache. Um, there's also been 
a personal toll to it, an emotional toll to it that I, I won't go into full public detail about, but some things have been said to me in the last week that were hurtful by people who should know better. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of ruined the experience, to be honest with you. Like, something that I should be overjoyed about. The fun has been a little bit taken out of it, and the happiness has been almost completely taken out of it. But I know that I still have to get it here. And over time, you'll probably hear enough more about that that you'll kind of understand what I mean, but that's been weighing on me heavily over the past week and, well, week and a bit. It's going to weigh on me heavily for uh, at least the rest of this uh, upcoming week, and uh, we'll see how much longer. That's been difficult, and it's been... There's a lot revolving around the situation that's sad, and uh, a lot of the words that people have said to me as a result of it have made me sad. So, on the back of all that, I've got to sit here and do my podcast, <laughs> where I talk about pop culture and whatnot. So, we're going to do that because I really hate it when a podcast just doesn't post and they don't tell you why. There's a podcast that I'm following right now that I gener generally like um, that used to post every Friday, like clockwork, and then started posting Friday, maybe late in the day, you know, maybe a little bit closer to Saturday. Okay. And then they started posting on Sundays, and now they post when they feel like it sometimes. And I get that. I mean, I've had that problem too, but I'm a guy with a day job, and I'm a guy who, like, my podcast has no sponsorships or anything like that. I've got nothing, you know, I, I've got none of that angle of it, none of that end of it to live up to, but, uh, like, my responsibility is to the people who listen to it, which really should be the chief responsibility, uh, and I'm realizing that as a fan of this other show. This other show, they are a sponsored podcast. They make money off of their podcast. They're known personalities. They make money. They use it to promote their other activities, etc., 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 and uh, they are bad about just uploading episodes. And I'm starting to staunchly disagree with them on a number of topics. Uh, so that, But that's another thing. Uh, but uh, that's, that's frustrating for me as a listener to think, Oh, it's Friday. I, I should check in on that show. Oh, wait, oh no, wait. That, that's right. They've started posting on Sundays now. Well, it, it's Sunday. I don't have a lot to do because it's Sunday. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, weekend's ending. It's kind of a lazy day. I'm... I'm dreading tomorrow a little bit because I gotta do stuff, but it's I, I still have time to put my feet up and listen to a podcast. I should check in on the show. Oh, they they didn't post. There's there's not a... I guess there's just not an episode this week, and they didn't say anything about it on their social media, either, on, either for the show or I follow bo both of the hosts of the show on Twitter, and neither of them, neither of them said anything, and... That's frustrating. So, uh, you know, I, I, I get it on your end as the listener 
you want to hear this show on Tuesdays when I typically upload it, or Wednesdays. I upload it kind of late in the day on Tuesdays. You might not listen to it right as it gets uploaded. Maybe you listen to it on Wednesdays. You want to listen to it regardless on the day that you normally listen to it. I get it. You want to keep that routine. And so on a week where I've been having kind of a bad week, I'm still doing an upload. I'm still sitting here talking to you about my pain-in-the-ass phone, about my adorable cats, and about a little bit of music here in the next couple of minutes. Because you deserve that. You deserve to have a thing that you like be found when you want to find it and do new stuff when you expect it. And if I'm not going to do new stuff, you deserve to have that announced. You know, you deserve a quick upload of me saying, hey, problem with the show this week, not going to make it, sorry about that, blah, 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 blah. You deserve that. Or you deserve, hey, going on a hiatus for a couple of weeks, everybody, uh, thanks so much, listen to old episodes, get caught up. You You deserve something like that. And a lot of shows just plain don't do that. They just don't upload that week, or they just disappear entirely with absolutely no announcement, and... I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that to my beloved checkmates because you've been great in supporting this show and you've made it fun for me and I you know I want to keep doing it and I want to keep making it fun for you and I want to be great to you and I want to give you merch and I want to you know I want to respect the relationship that we have here as podcast host and podcast listener. So I hope I'm doing that even on a week where I'm a little bit grumpy. I hope that it still comes through that I enjoy doing this. I'm doing this from a place of enjoyment, and I'm doing this from a place of wanting you to have fun, too. Because I know that sometimes listening to me be frustrated can be entertaining. Like, I get that. Uh, I You know, there's, there's nothing more fun than hearing a guy flip out about something that doesn't matter, you know? I, I get that. So I've just given you about 25 minutes of that. And I'm going to give you a little bit more stuff. I I don't know if we'll make it an hour in this episode, but last time I said that, we made it about an hour. So, you know, let's see what happens. For now, we're here, we're doing this together, and we're going to have a little bit of fun, even in the midst of me not having very much fun. Does that sound okay to you? Because that's what we're doing. doesn't matter if it sounds okay to you or not. That's what we are doing. comes through here every day drinks his coffee and slips away sits there lonely in his chair baseball cap covers his hair has his story like a song all right i want to talk to you about a little bit of music here in this episode. Don't have a lot to talk about, to be honest with you, although I think I think one of the things I'm going to talk about in this segment is going to, it's going to take me a minute. Uh, I, I just, I want to talk to you about some of the music that I've been listening to this week, because I've, I've had a frustrating week, and one of the things that I always think is sort of interesting in those times is that uh, there's always something in pop culture that helps get me through those times. There's something that I just 
zero in on and obsess about. And a lot of times it's, you know, old favorite stuff and sometimes it's new favorite stuff. And uh, I just want to tell you the music that I've been really zeroing in on in this past week. One of them is an old favorite that I, I, I weirdly don't think I've talked about that much on this show. It's probably come up, but I don't think that I've spent a dedicated amount of time talking about this record. The record is uh, Mr. Hollywood Jr., 1947, by Michael Penn. Uh, I've been listening to this record a lot in the past week. It's honestly one of my favorite albums, but I, I, I don't... I don't even know if I realize that, you know, because it's kind of a kind of a weird pull. Michael Penn, brother of Sean Penn and uh, uh, Chris Penn as well, if you're familiar with Chris Penn's work. Uh, Michael Penn, uh, also a husband of Amy Mann. I, I know that he's come up on this show before. He's come up when I've largely when I've been talking about Amy Mann, <laughs> but I, I know his name has been mentioned on the show before. Michael Penn is a great songwriter who doesn't have. A whole lot of material out there. I think really only about five albums and like a best of compilation and like a kind of a, a, a free disc that went along with one of the albums. Like he's, he's just one of those guys who hasn't got a ton of work. He spends most of his time scoring TV shows and movies and whatnot. Like he was involved with Boogie Nights was one of his big scoring jobs and uh, uh, some other show that you've definitely heard of, but I'm sorry, I don't, I'm not that familiar with that end of his work. I like his albums. Um, Mr. Hollywood Jr., uh, 1947, which I'm just going to be calling Mr. Hollywood Jr. going on from here, uh, is his, his, it's his last and most recent, uh, studio release. It's his last full-length album, and it came out in, uh, 2005, I think, so it's, it's been a minute. He uh, he doesn't put out new material that much, other than the stuff that he writes for film scores. He doesn't put out new solo albums that much. He's uh, perhaps best known for a song that he wrote in, what, the late 80s, early 90s, that you definitely have heard uh, walking around in probably your grocery store. And I'm saying that because I've heard it in my grocery store. He wrote the song No Myth. Which, in, at the time, we joked, uh, it's no miss. The song is no miss. His music career is no miss. But it's no myth, M-Y-T-H. Uh, which is the wrong title for the song, which is emblematic of Michael Penn's entire career. Like, <laughs> he he willfully is a little bit off to the side of what he should be doing, and that's what I love about him. No Myth is that song that you've definitely heard that goes... Uh, what if I were Romeo in black jeans? What if I was Heathcliff? It's no myth. That's your title. Maybe she's just looking for someone to dance with. There's the title of your song, either Someone to Dance With or Romeo in Black Jeans. Perhaps both of those, one in parentheses. That's, uh, that's your song title, but he went with no myth. Uh, you've, you've heard that song. Probably. You might not know even that you've heard that song, but like somewhere in the back of your head, if you heard it, you would go, oh yeah, that feels familiar and warm and comforting. Uh, that, that's Michael Penn. Mr. Hollywood Jr. is an album that he put out in 2005. The reason that I got into it is because of the Comedians of Comedy movie that Patton Oswalt did 
uh, alongside Brian Posehn and Zach Galifianakis and Maria Bamford. Uh, it was just a documentary of a tour that those four comics did together, and Michael Penn scored it. And one of the things that Michael Penn did as part of the score to that movie was his own version of the old, uh, I'm, I'm gonna say slave song, uh, Down by the Riverside, which is a spiritual, regardless, by, I think it's legit a slave song, but that, uh, I'm gonna lay down my burdens down by the riverside, down by the riverside. I'm doing a lot of singing in this episode, uh, even though my voice is not 100% right now. Uh, he did a version of that song for the Comedians of Comedy movie that I just sort of fell in love with, and I just thought, wow, that's... I love that guy. that guy's voice and the way that he arranged it, and I want to know more. And, oh, he's also married to Amy Mann? That's interesting. I don't know much about her uh, right now at the time that I was, you know, getting into this stuff. I don't know about much about her, so I should check her out too, right? You know, and... I went out and, like, the week that I had that thought, I bought Mr. Hollywood Jr. 1947, which I just said I was only going to call Mr. Hollywood Jr. from now on, but I just lied right to you. I bought Mr. Hollywood Jr., and I bought Amy Mann's Forgotten Arm and uh, Lost in Space. I bought those three at the same time. And I just supernaturally fell in love with all of those albums, and uh, they were clearly the music I was supposed to be listening to. Those albums were always supposed to find me. That is one of the things in life that keeps me going, is the realization that there is always music out there that I'm supposed to be in love with that I just haven't heard yet, and I need to keep listening. Uh, Mr. Hollywood Jr. is one of those albums. I, I popped it in, and I listened to it, and the first song on it, Walter Reed which, by the way, also used in the TV show House. So you may have heard that, too, if you're a House fan. Um, the first song, Walter Reed, just immediately grabbed me and made me kind of go, oh, God, I, I, I need to know more of this guy's stuff. And since that time, I've done the deep dive, and I've got all of Michael Penn's stuff and so on. But Mr. Hollywood Jr. is really where it started. And it's... Uh, it's not quite a concept album, but it's pretty close. It's all kind of based around stuff that happened in 1947, which I've done just enough reading online to know that that's the year that Michael Penn refers to as, quote, the year that changed everything, but I don't know exactly what that means. Um, and, and I haven't researched the year itself to know really how that applies to the album, but it's, it's, it's all kind of, it feels very much like a piece that's set in a different time. And I love that about it. I, I, I just love anachronisms. I love anything that feels a little bit out of its own time, which you'd think I'd be a bigger baseball, baseball fan as a result. But I, 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 I love stuff that just doesn't quite feel like it fits with the time that it's, it's been released in. And, and that's, that's exactly the vibe that Michael Penn seemed to be going for on Mr. Hollywood Jr. And I think he nailed it. And since 2005... I just keep coming back to this album and listening to it and appreciating it and kind of getting lost in it and and I'm I'm just I'm I'm really glad that it's out there. I've got a couple different versions of it. He's released a couple over time, one of which just has like a bonus disc with it. Uh and that particular copy that I have of it is also autographed. I've got his autograph on that. But uh I've been listening to Mr. Hollywood Jr. a lot this week just because it feels 
removed from my own time, and I kind of need that. Uh, but it, it it feels removed from the time that it's in, but it also feels fresh, and it also feels current, and it also feels different, you know, and it just works. It just works on every level, and I love his voice, and I love his his arrangements, and it's just a great album. If you've never heard any of Michael Penn's stuff, Mr. Hollywood Jr., uh, 1947, is a great place to start, uh, as is his sort of best of release palms rooms uh, palms runes tarot and tea if you can remember all that uh that's uh that's a great release too or if you just want to hear no myth again i'm sure that's on spotify but mr hollywood jr is my favorite of his stuff it's the one that i came in on and really the one that you came in on is always going to be your favorite i mean that's just kind of how it works with most bands and certainly how it worked for me with michael penn i love this album it's, uh, wow, it's almost 20 years old, 2005 to 2023. Two more years, this is a 20-year-old album, and that's, uh, that's, that's not nothing, man. It's, uh, meant a lot to me since the year that it came out, and, uh, or thereabout. I might have gotten it the year after. I don't know. I could probably figure that out by looking at my blog. But, uh, it's a great album. If you are unfamiliar with Michael Penn's work, get familiar with it. It's absolutely worth your time. It's been providing me a lot of comfort this week, and maybe it can do the same for you. And the other thing that I want to talk about is also a band that chooses to be sort of willfully anachronistic. Uh, boy, I hope I said that right. Anachronistic. Uh, I'm, uh, I, I've, I've, uh, I've been drinking. <laughs> be honest with you, I've been drinking a little bit while I've been talking to you. Uh, anachronistic? That's a word, right? I want to talk to you about the Decemberists. Um, I, uh, the Decemberists are one of those bands that I know are a little bit divisive. A podcast that I was listening to recently, uh, one of the guys on the show listened to the Decemberists really in-depth for the first time because the other podcast host sort of challenged him to do so and to come back and, and give his thoughts. Uh, and his review was not positive, and listening to his review made me want to listen to the Decemberists again, because I, I'm not the world's biggest Decemberist fan. I like them fine, and I've got a couple of their albums, which to a big Decemberists fan means that I'm not a fan. But, uh, <laughs> you know, liking a couple of songs here and there really should be enough to qualify yourself as a fan. Uh, I have four of their, I think, what, like eight or so studio albums I think that in the time that I've had those four albums, I've seriously listened to two of them. That's just sort of the way that music works when you've got a collection the size of mine. The two albums that I am semi-familiar with are The Crane Wife and their most recent studio effort, I'll Be Your Girl. I think I'll Be Your Girl um, ended up on my top ten for whatever year that came out. That might be an episode of this show. Uh, go back and find it if you wish. But um, The Crane Wife is probably their best-known album, which was one of the complaints that the guy on the other podcast had, uh, is that he liked that album better of the ones that he listened to, and he thought, oh, I'm just in line with everybody else. I just like what everybody else likes. Ew. You know, it's like, I, 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 spoiler alert, I'm going to end up talking about that guy a lot and not naming him. This whole episode is a subtweet. 
uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that guy complained that he liked the album that everybody else liked, which I don't know why that's a problem. I don't know why agreeing with everybody else that, oh yeah, that's pretty good. I don't know why that's a problem. And I don't know why people who are over the age of like 22 feel the need to separate themselves like that. Like this guy's got to be pushing 40. The guy that I listened to on the other podcast, he's got to be pushing 40, if not having crested that arc into 40. Uh, That's too old to be mad that a band isn't making music that you like. Like, it's fine that you don't like some bands, and it's fine, even if you think some bands suck, it's fine for you to go, ugh, no, I'd rather not listen to that. It's not okay to be mad at that band anymore for not making music that you like. Just fucking listen to music that you like. You don't have to, you have to talk shit about that band all the time. Like, uh, look, I'm gonna go to the go-to example. I don't like Nickelback. I don't think you've heard me talk about them that much on this show, because who cares that I don't like Nickelback? I want to talk to you about the stuff that I do like, not about the stuff that I don't. I don't feel the need to harpoon something that just isn't for me. Uh, the guy on this other show did. Uh, he was disappointed that he enjoyed the the Crane Wife, just because everybody else kind of also enjoys the Crane Wife. The Crane Wife, uh, perhaps the best-known song of their career is Sons and Daughters, because that was uh, in an episode of The Office. They sang that for a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. I still feel like the Decemberists, like the album everybody likes is The Crane Wife, if you've listened to a Decemberists album. I feel like they're not a household name, necessarily. Like, they're they're a big band. They're They're huge in the circle that they appeal to, but... I, I still feel like they're not U2, you know? And they're not Pearl Jam, and they're not, you know, the Stones. They're the Decemberists. You know them well if you know them. But if you don't, you can be forgiven for that. They're not even Coldplay. Like, people know Coldplay, you know? <laughs> but, like, you could be forgiven for having missed the Decemberists. So, like, yeah, you like the album that everybody likes who likes... Anything that the Decemberists have done, that's not... Like, you could have missed absolutely everything about the Decemberists. Instead, you like the album that is the gateway album to the Decemberists. That's not a problem. Guy on a different show, that's not a problem. That's just sort of how it works, you know? Anyway, one of the other criticisms he had is that he couldn't get past the guy's voice, the lead singer's voice. Uh, incidentally, there's also a woman that sings for the band occasionally. I don't know the names of the people in the Decemberists. Uh, that's the level of fan that I am, which again, to an actual Decemberists fan, I'm not a fan, but, uh, I do like them. The, uh, guy on the other show couldn't get past the guy's voice. I, uh, uh, hearing him say that, I was like, I don't, I don't remember his voice being that unusual. You know, so just based on that, I wanted to re-listen to them. So I, I started listening to the Decemberists again, and I went... Yeah, that's that's just a regular voice. That's like just that guy's voice. And maybe I feel that way because I grew up in the Midwest or because I listened to more than one genre of music, I guess, is probably a fair assumption to make of that other guy on the other podcast that I'm intentionally not naming. Uh, he just seems to have a voice. And it's out front in the mix, 
on most of their stuff. Maybe that's the issue the other guy had, but, like, a big part of this band is sort of paying attention to the words and getting the story of the song, so it needs to be out front in the mix, and it's it's a normal voice. I don't know what the other guy was complaining about. And he, like, started complaining about the fact that the band... Like, in his words, he they dressed like uh, uh, hipster douchebags or something like that. And, like, based on that, I, I'd never actually seen pictures of the Decemberists. Again, that's the level of fan that I am. I went to the to the YouTube. For some reason, this other guy's podcast made me mad. I went to the YouTube, and I started looking up Decemberist live videos, and I went, they... I mean, this guy's just, like, in a in a flannel and khakis. Like, he's dressed kind of normal and kind of like I would expect somebody who's playing his genre of music to dress. I don't know what the problem is. Like, the other guy hates this band so much that he's making fun of how they dress. Like, it'd be one thing if they were wearing, you know, weird costumes to fit the, you know, concept of their album or whatever. And even then, I kind of respect that, to be honest with you. Uh, But, like, he was just mad at them for dressing in what were probably their street clothes and that seems like a shitty thing to be mad at somebody about just the way that they dress that's like that kind of guy is the reason that I am nervous about like wearing a vest out in public for the first time or wearing a new kind of hat out in public for the first time because there's that guy going, oh, he dresses like a hipster douchebag, look at him in his vest and his hat. Like, fuck you, man! Like, I'm losing my hair, and I'm I'm sensitive about my weight, so I'm wearing a vest and a hat, and like, go fuck yourself, you know? And like, the Decemberists are dressed in clothes that they're comfortable in, and they're playing music on a stage way bigger than one any of us is gonna see. I'm fine with that. And they're playing good songs that are well-arranged. If you're, if you're unfamiliar with the Decemberists, they're kind of what would happen if a folk band also really loved prog rock. And uh, uh, they, they do a lot of different stuff. There's, there's you know, proggy concepts that weave their way in, but weave their way in. I feel like I didn't say that sentence correctly or that phrase correctly. There's proggy concepts that come in and out, but it's all kind of kind of folky and kind of rootsy and kind of, you know, whatever sound happens in your head when you hear the word Decemberists, that's that's correct. Uh, and, you know, it's, it, they're, they're that kind of band. And, like, that's exactly my cup of tea, but, like, it's exactly apparently not this other guy's cup of tea. Even though this guy talked about being a Ben Fold, uh, Ben Folds fan, uh, and also the theme song to his podcast is boring and terrible. Uh, for some reason, folk music with a little bit of an of a prog edge to it, not his cup of tea, which is fine. It doesn't have to be your cup of tea. A lot of things aren't my cup of tea, but like I don't spend entire podcast episodes ranting about how much I hate this band. Apparently I'm spending a large chunk of this one ranting about how I don't like this guy anymore, even though previously I've really enjoyed his work. 
I just thought that, like, hey, man, like, I'm not even a huge fan of this band, and you're pissing me off with your review, because, like, it, 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 it's a band that you don't particularly like. You can just say, yeah, I listened to The Crane Wife, and it was okay, but it's not my cup of tea, and also I feel like, oh, it's the one everybody likes, and I'm just, just, I'm just supposed to like it because everybody likes it, and I, I don't know, it's not for me. You can just leave it at that. You don't have to spend a half hour yelling about the things that you don't like about the band that are completely arbitrary and have nothing to do with their music. I mean, it's, he he did criticize the guy's voice, which I always think is unfair, because what's, the, what's that guy supposed to do? Have a different voice? What's he supposed to do? What's he supposed to do? What's Getty Lee supposed to do? Just have a different fucking voice? What's your fucking problem? That's that guy's voice. It's okay if it's not for you, but you can't, you can't judge somebody for something that they can't control. Anyway, the, I, I, I listened to this episode of this guy's podcast, and I thought, I don't think I agree with any of his criticisms about the Decemberists. I kind of like them, and I'm very familiar with two of their albums, and I know I have a couple more of them. I'm going to listen to those albums again. And you know what? Listening to those albums again, every one of his criticisms didn't make sense to me and seemed like he was just finding shit to be mad about because he didn't want to like them. Like, it was his mission to not like them. Because I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed listening to particularly The Crane Wife, you know, the one everybody likes. I particularly enjoyed that. I also really, uh, I dove into the albums that I hadn't listened to as much. I also really, really enjoyed The King Is Dead. Really liked that. I'd like to do a deep dive with the Decemberists and get the albums that I currently don't have. Uh, that is financially right now not a very good idea because I'm having a piano moved across state lines. But uh, maybe in the next couple of months I'll be able to do that. Listening to the Decemberists this week, again, felt like one of those things where, like, oh, this is from a different time, even though it's not. It, it felt like, oh, this is an anachronism. This is taking me out of the present moment and into a different time. And I really appreciated that about listening to these records, especially The Crane Wife. Uh, just good stuff, man. Good folky, kind of proggy stuff that's right in my wheelhouse. Like, I'm... I think I'm supposed to be a much bigger Decemberist fan than I am. Like, I think I'm supposed to know the names of the people in the band and, like, more than one song title. <laughs> you know? And I think I'm supposed to have all the albums and, and have seen them live and all that stuff. And I just haven't done that deep of a dive yet. But I, I, I don't know. Maybe this is the year that I get there. And the inspiration from that was I was having a bad week and I was listening to a podcast and that podcast pissed me off. So I started listening to them and trying to critique them and trying to find things like trying genuinely trying to find that guy's criticisms and trying to justify them. And I couldn't because I was having too good of a time. I don't know, maybe if you need to have a good time and listen to something that's a little bit different than what you normally listen to, probably... Maybe the Decemberists are worth your time. Crane Wife is a great album. I'll Be Your Girl is a great album. Uh, 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 the King is Dead is a great album. The other album that is in my collection is... Uh, the cover is hard to read. Uh, 
Hang on a second. Uh, the Hazards of Love? That might be it. The Hounds of Love? The Hazards. The Hazards of Love. That's it. Sorry, it's a uh, uh, kind of a difficult font. Uh, those albums are good. That band is good. If you know the other podcasts that I've been referencing, uh, th- th- that guy's wrong. Don't don't listen to him talk about them. Uh, and you know what? I, saying that he's wrong is even the wrong thing to say because it's it's his opinion, and an opinion can't be necessarily right or wrong. It's just an opinion. It's just how you feel about something with no real scientific data to back it up. I I disagree with his opinion. The way that he expressed his opinion also was wrong. And the fact that I've been so aggressively talking about him is also wrong, but that's just sort of the background to how we got here. So, uh, yeah, the music that's gotten me through this past very hard week Michael Penn's Mr. Hollywood Jr., and the Decemberists, particularly the the Crane Wife and all the other ones that I mentioned, that's the music that I've been listening to here lately. I'm a whiskey stain on your table, a forgotten ugly old thing, barely even an imprint. Underneath fresh water rings But there was a time you couldn't give me up I was top shelf stuff in a plastic cup Now the dishes are dirty And piling Alright, checkmates, I, I feel like that's about it We're gonna hit an hour on this thing or thereabout We did okay, I think Don't you think? I think Uh Thank you Thank you for letting me do this and for hanging in there with me while I got a little grumpy here and there and a little sad here and there. These these episodes happen. But it's nice that you let me do that, and that you let me complain about nonsense, and that you let me, you know, praise nonsense as well when I'm excited about something. Uh, we've got, uh, we got a good episode coming up for you here soon with a Fab 15 and the Fab 15 Disney Pixar movies. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Been looking forward to that for about a month. I'm really looking forward to doing that episode. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I uh, uh, I've I've got I've got some other irons in the fire. I think I've mentioned. Well, I know I've mentioned. I've got an album coming out soon, uh, which the the events of the last week or so have really made me kind of forget about that. I should check on the status. Uh, third act problem supposed to be out March third. It's going to be a good album, man. I'm really happy with this album. I think I think people are going to like it. I think it's uh it it's a different side of me and I think you're going to like it and I think you're going to find it interesting and and there's some really good songs on it. I'm really really proud of it. Uh I've just been distracted <laughs> and I haven't been thinking about promoting it, but it's coming out soon. It's coming out March 3rd and it is uh we are in the 20s. We are in the the sort of we are post February twentieth as I'm talking to you, and and this is a short month, so we uh, that's that's coming up real soon. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to people hearing that record. It's 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 a really good one. I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited about it, and uh, I can't wait for you to hear it. I really can't. 
it's uh I, although I have to because it's it's not out yet but I uh I look forward to hearing what people think of it because I think I think people are really going to enjoy it. And if nothing else it's a deeper look into me and if you know me maybe that's something, you know. And after it's out we'll do an episode here where I just play the album in the background and talk over it. We've done that in the past and we'll do that again when that one comes out and you know, maybe that'll be interesting to somebody. It's always kind of fun for me. It's at least easy to format that episode. I don't have to come up with topics. It's just sort of there, you know, I just sort of talk about what I'm hearing, and, uh, you know, I, I, I like that. Uh, but that's that's coming up soon. And I'll tell you more about my piano when it gets here, and I'll tell you more about this and that. But we're we're going to do, I, th- I think we're going to do a Fab 15 next. I think that's the very next thing that you're going to hear. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. I like having my brother over here. I like, I like talking to my brother, and uh, I think this, this subject's going to be fun. Thanks so much for hanging in there and for letting me do this episode and for uh, uh, dealing with my slightly different mood here tonight. And uh, thank you also to the two best boys in the world, Jonko and McGuire, who are asleep behind me respectively on the couch and in a cat tree. Uh, they're, they're just the best boys. They're, 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 they're sweet babies, and they keep me happy. Even when I'm not so happy, they find ways to make me smile. They're the best boys. Best boys. No other boys are even in the running. They're the best boys. Just everybody else stop trying. You're not, you're, you're not gonna win. The contest is over. We found them. Two best boys. Right behind me, right now as I'm recording this. Checkmates, please stay healthy. Please stay happy. Please remember that black lives matter. Please remember that LGBTQIA plus rights are human rights. Please remember that women's rights are human rights. And that I shouldn't have to tell you any of that. And apart from that, please be good to each other. Be good to yourself. Forgive each other. And forgive yourself. And while you're doing all that... Check us out next time. Email me to tell me what December is album to buy next. <laughs>